Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Thursday, February 4th, 2021. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of Real Clear Politics, joined by, you're not Carl Cannon, you're Phil Wegman, our White House reporter. Hey, Phil. Hey, Tom. How's it going? Thanks for standing in for Carl. He's uh, he's fly fishing up in the mountains somewhere, and I'm sure it's nice and, nice and warm there where he is. Um, so, Phil, let's talk about what happened in Washington yesterday, particularly in Congress. Let's start with his vote. Uh, leadership vote, Liz Cheney, secret ballot, 61 Republicans voted against her, I think 145 for. She remains in leadership, despite the fact this was built up to be, you know, uh, that it was going to be a close vote, that she might actually lose her leadership position. She had a lot of vocal critics. Um, Some of them were saying they had the votes. Clearly, they did not. What did we learn, if anything, from yesterday's vote? We learned that it's worth taking uh, Liz Cheney and leadership writ large as critics on on the right side of the aisle uh, with a grain of salt. We've been hearing them beat the drum for some time. They're very angry uh, with Liz Cheney. She is the third ranking Republican, and they're angry with her because she voted to impeach President Trump. They thought that as conference chair, that was undercutting them. Uh, But for the last couple of weeks, we have been hearing again and again Uh, publicly from some of these vocal members uh, that not only did they have the votes, but, you know, her exit from that position was imminent. Well, then there was a five hour meeting. Then there was a secret ballot. And this morning, Liz Cheney still has her spot. Uh, I would caution, though, I think that some leadership allies are are taking a victory lap. Uh, but this is 60 votes against someone in leadership. Remember, John Boehner got the boo after 17 of these House Freedom Caucus members uh, voted to oust him. So clearly, uh, there's some insubordination on the right. Well, and, and there's the whole other issue of how she's going to have to deal with voters back home and what they have to say when she is obviously up for re-election in 2022. Um, the other issue at the Capitol, Phil, is you know Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, the vote that's going to take place today in the House to strip her of her two committee assignments. Democrats and the media have been promoting her as sort of the the face of the Republican Party. I noticed Nancy Pelosi sent out a press release calling Kevin McCarthy the you know representative Q from California, meaning QAnon, um, which I thought was a little bit petty coming from the uh, the Speaker's office. But nevertheless, um, that is the that is the plan. What's the sense? among Republicans uh, on the Hill in terms of how, you know, how Marjorie Taylor Greene is being elevated by the media to be sort of the face of the Republican Party. Are they angry about that? Do they do they feel like they need to push back on that? What's what's what are Republicans thinking? Well, I think that the uh, the 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 moment where Pelosi calls, um, you know, Kevin McCarthy, uh, you know, the Q member from California, that's a nice encapsulation of where things are. Democrats see uh, Representative uh, Green as a cudgel uh, that they can just beat Republicans over the head with. And I think that the mood from rank and file Republicans is one of frustration. Um, the majority of the House Republican Conference uh, doesn't believe in QAnon. They don't believe in Space lasers. Space lasers. Uh, <laughs> and the, these things are are not, you know, um, they're shared opinions of a lot of rank and file members. But I think that there is a frustration uh, that almost every member uh, of the Republican conference has been asked this question. 
Uh, and they're, you know, wondering what about, uh, you know, some of the bad actors on the other side um, is uh, our Democrats asked continually about some of the comments that were controversial that were made by Representative Ilhan Omar. So uh, I think it's, you know, it's human and it's understandable that Republicans would react that way. Um, but if you're Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, you know, the committee assignments aren't necessarily the most important thing. She's going to walk away from this as a martyr to her supporters, raise a bunch of money. Um, the win for her is that her own party didn't cast her out. Yeah. And on the other side, there was some news yesterday uh, regarding one of the more prominent members of the Democrat, the Democratic House Caucus, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You know, she had done this Instagram live where she, you know, sort of recited um, her, you know, her where she was on January 6th and that she was, you know, in her office and, and fearing for her life. And there were people outside, you know, uh, slamming on the door and yelling, where is she? And she was, you know, very visibly uh, upset as she recited this. And then it came out yesterday that she was actually not in the Capitol building itself. She was in her office in the, in the Cannon office building, which is across the street and connected to the, the Capitol by tunnels. Um, and so suddenly she's on the defensive and, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett is trending on Twitter. So um, <clears throat> what, you know, tell me about this. And, and she's obviously a, a prominent uh, Democrat, a target of Republicans because, you know, they, they want to make her the face of the Democratic Party. And here mm -hmm. she is getting caught in, you know, if you don't want to call it an outright lie, at least an exaggeration, an embellishment uh, of what happened uh, to her on, on January 6th. Well, I would say not only uh, do Republicans want to make AOC the face of the Democratic Party, in large part, uh, Democrats have welcomed that just in, in, in terms of, um, you know, some of her policy agenda, which has, has made its way into, um, you know, the White House priority with things like Green New Deal. I, I think that, um, you know, we we all uh, if you ignore uh, AOC, you, you do that to your own uh, detriment. Um, but I, I think that, you know, this story is so interesting because of the stature that she she has, like you just mentioned. Um, you know, is it possible that she, you know, mistook the, the police officer who's banging on her door as as a rioter? Um, you know, yes, that's certainly possible. Uh, but this is one of these stories where it just doesn't seem to completely check out um, because she was not in the Capitol. She was in the Cannon office building. Yes, some members of Congress, members of Congress who I talked to that day, um, you know, were sheltering in place in their office buildings. Uh, eventually, some of those office buildings were evacuated. Uh, but that doesn't change the fact um, that AOC said that she thought that rioters were coming after her. Representative Nancy Mace, uh, a, a freshman Republican who has been more than critical of the previous administration, who has been more than critical of the people who rioted, um, just tweeted out that rioters were never in the Cannon office building. And I think that that's sort of where the debate uh, will, will end, um, because I don't think anyone's going to be, uh, you know, holding, you know, holding, holding members uh, to account for these types of arguments. All right. We will leave it there. I'm Tom Bevin, co-founder and president of Real Clear Politics. I'm Philip Wegman, White House correspondent for Real Clear Politics. And be sure to join us tomorrow for our weekly news wrap-up. This has been the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Thursday, February 4th, 2021.